Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Derek Sapp. Derek bowled collegiately at Western Illinois. Now, Derek was recently named as the new head men and women's bowling coach at Culver Stockton College. Derek, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thank you for joining us today. No problem. Glad to be here. All right, Derek. Well, you were just named as the head bowling coach for the men and women's team at Culver Stockton College. Uh, first off, let's talk about that and how did that all come about? And then, what do you think ultimately you, you're going you're going to bring to the teams that you you'll be coaching there? Well, uh, it came about actually pretty quickly. Um, I I actually uh, my one of my best friends is the co-owner of our bowling center, and he coaches our high school teams. And when I heard that uh, Jerry Ulrich, who was the Culver coach, was retiring, I actually got Ryan in touch with the athletic director because he's it's something always he's always wanted to do. And then about a week after he sent his resume in is when everything was shut down mm. and kind of just kind of went to the back burner for him. Well, then after everything started to open up, they he called him, he did an interview. Ultimately he turned it down. And, but if he would have, if he would have taken that job, I probably would have taken over our high school program. So, the thought that got me thinking about coaching and when he turned it down, you know, I the thought, you know, turned to Culver and I decided to apply for it. And I sent an email and my resume and interviewed about a week later and was offered the job and I took it. It's something I've, it's something part of me I've always wanted to do, but you know, where I live, there's not a lot of programs, you know, close enough Especially once I had kids, I couldn't move anywhere to do it. And this being only a half hour, you know, from where I live, it was an opportunity I just couldn't pass up. And I'm really glad I got this opportunity. Now I got to imagine. I mean, being a you're a two-time collegiate national champion at Western Illinois. That that this has got to be. I don't know if it, is it a something that you've been considering or had you considered in the past having such a such a good experience with college bowling yourself about you know one day being a head coach oh absolutely um it was always something small you know in the back of my mind it was something i always wanted to do was have my own program and run my own program and but there wasn't just there wasn't a lot you know around this area that was close enough that would be close enough for me to move and do it and then uh, when culver stockton popped up with the program uh you know, it didn't, it didn't cross my mind. I had never applied for it or anything, but after Ryan turned it down, you know, the, I, the thought of coaching the high school team actually, you know, got me excited. And then when he turned it down, I, you know, I, well, I'll apply for it and see if I can um, get it. And thankfully I did. And, you know, coach, I've never formally coached, you know, a team like this before, but, you know, I've done, you know, I've worked with kids before I've, you know, I've done, I've got, coaching experience and I feel with my with that with my and with my bowling background I feel like that I can do very well at this job now you guys you mentioned you guys are you're in Missouri but you're in kind of a unique area there you're 
not too far. You're right across the border from Illinois. You're right across from Iowa. How are you? What are your thoughts as far as recruiting goes? You got a lot of competition there in the Midwest from your schools in Iowa to uh, you know Northwest Missouri to heading to Chicago. You got schools all over the place there. How are your thoughts for recruiting, and, and what are you going to use as a draw for you guys? I'm going to draw from whoever's attracted to Culver. Um, I actually think we're in a decent spot. I mean, there are a lot of good programs right now. You know that have that that weren't really when I bowled in college. Uh, William Penn has a very good program. Uh, St. Ambrose has a very good program. Uh, I'm sure I'm I'm going to forget several others, but there's a lot of quality programs and quality coaches around here. But I also feel we're in a good spot. We're not that far from Des Moines, Iowa. We're not that far from St. Louis, Chicago, Springfield, Illinois, even you know Southern Missouri. Even Indianapolis isn't that, you know, far. So I feel like I've got a pretty wide range, you know, that I could go. And right now we have two kids on the team from San Antonio. We have one coming in from Idaho. Um, we have one from Pittsburgh. Uh, and amazingly enough, the, the girl from Pittsburgh, uh, her parents have missed one tournament in three years, which is incredibly impressive and dedicated. Uh, so Jerry did a really good job of, of, span, of, you know, getting kids from all over, uh, which, you know, Culver's a very small school. It's going to be uh, the COVID has limited its undergrad this year. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be under 1,000 enrollment for undergrad. So it's a very small school, which doesn't attract, you know, which, or I'm sorry, doesn't, you know, appeal to everybody. But I also feel, you know, some kids will like that, the fact that it is so small. And it is a little more personal, you know, than say the bigger universities, which are, you know, which are great, you know, but I remember myself when I was deciding where to go to school, uh, the thought of a, you know, a campus with 40, 50,000 kids intimidated me, you know, and that's mm -hmm. what part of what drew me to Western. It was, it was around 12,000, I think at the time. So being a lot smaller is what helped me get to Western. And I'm kind of hoping that, you know, I can get lucky and find some kids that, you know, want to go to a smaller school and want to, you know, kind of a little out of the way, you know, or kind of in the middle of, the no middle of nowhere, so to speak. But Culver mm -hmm. is still a very, very good school, and I feel like I can, I can draw kids with that. You know, one of the things, you know, college bowling that I noticed, and I think you and I have experienced this as well, like our biggest – Paydays when you're talking about even bowling for money, uh, and granted some of these you know amateur mega buck tournaments um, may not be readily available anymore. But you were in college when when you won the mini eliminator and had your biggest payday, were you not? Yes, I was. Yeah, talk about that just a little bit. That uh that helped. <laughs> that uh paid for my last two years of school, obviously. Uh, but not just the money; it was the experience of bowling against you know, that, you know, that kind of competition, because as you know, there were a lot of good bowlers in Vegas at the, yes, in those days. You know, they were, you know, a lot of us refer to those as good old days and they were, I mean, you walk in the building and there were literally hundreds of guys and ladies that were more than capable of walking out of there with a lot of money. And I, and that, you know, bowling in that experience, you know, bowling in that environment, you know, against, you know, that good of a competition definitely helped me in college. There's no doubt about it. 
And Derek, when it comes to coaching the men versus the women, have you thought of how you're going to approach that? Me and Steve have been doing these interviews for a while, and one of the things we hear from coaches is that when you're coaching the men, you have to approach it just a little bit different than if you're coaching the ladies' team. So have you thought of that, and, and what will your approach be when you're coaching the teams there and the differences? Yeah, I have a little bit, uh, and it's, it is different, I mean, absolutely, but it's also similar. You have to get them to buy in that, that it is a team. And you're, you know, it's, you're there, you know, to help the team succeed, whether, whether you're bowling or whether you're sitting on the bench, you know, just because you're not bowling doesn't mean that you can't help the team. You can help the team by observing ball reaction. You can watch other teams who are bowling well, pick up on what they're doing, what equipment they're using, you know, watch the moves that they're making. And you just have to get them to buy into, you know, it's, it's all for, you know, it's a cliche but it's all for one and one for all. And, mm. you know, if I can get, if I, the teams that, when I was in college, the teams that bought into that, the teams that communicated, the teams that worked together, those were the teams that had success and those were the teams that won. And that's what we did at West. You know, we, we paid attention to stuff like that. You know, we, we had guys that were unselfish. We had guys that didn't get to bowl a lot, but they were still, they still wanted to be part of the team. They still contributed, you know, by communicating and things like that. And they were every bit as part of the team as the, as the guys that were bowling. And, and obviously with women, it is, it is a little different. Uh, but it, it comes down to the same concept. You just get them to buy into the fact that it is a team and that the team's success ultimately is what matters the most. How much of, of the uh, program that you had before are you kind of carrying over versus how many either kind of new philosophies or maybe new ideas or strategies are you hoping to to implement this season i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm obviously gonna put my own foot, footprint on it um i'm gonna take a lot from what we did at western uh obviously since we had some success i'm not it's not going to be a rigid program you know it's going to be i'm going to be a little more flexible the part I liked about college bowling the most is that I is that our coach, you know, Randy Widger, he made it fun, and he made everybody, no matter if they were, you know, back then it wasn't called varsity and JV, it was it was the A team and the B team, but he made everybody, no matter who they were, he made them feel like they were part of the team, and that's and that's the biggest thing that I want to take into the program, and is to make everybody there feel wanted, and to make everybody you know, enjoy their experience as much as possible and, and let them obviously get an education is number one. Uh, but just enjoying the process, you know, becoming a better bowler, learning about the sport and carrying that over when they leave college, because, you know, bowling is a sport that we can do our entire lives. You know, and no matter, you know, if your skill diminishes or injuries or whatever, you know, bowling is a sport you can bowl, you can play for your entire life. And I want these kids to, enjoy college and enjoy the, and learn, learn the sport and want to do it, you know, past college. And Derek, I'd like to ask, I guess, then regarding urethane, we've seen this resurgence over these last probably five years now in, in urethane, especially in the, in the pro game. And even in, we're seeing it a lot on uh, collegiate tournaments as well. Where is that going to fit with you guys? Have you given that any thought, at least on the men's side, it seems like we go to these tournaments and, 
everyone has a urethane in their bag, you know, from from uh, you know from their pitch blacks to what have you. But what are you guys uh, thinking regarding urethane, and, and how is that going to come into play for you guys? And then how are you going to get the teams ready for that? Because there's even some guys they they maybe know how to bowl with it by themselves, but they're not used to the carry down they're going to see, which is completely different regarding urethane. My my take on it has been has always been simple. Uh, you use whatever tools you need to succeed. And if that means throwing your thing, that means throwing your thing. And if that's what works, then you use it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much experience the guys that I'm inheriting have using it. Uh, it's definitely something I'm going to uh, look into and uh, talk talk it over with them. But I am. I'm not one of those that is against it. I'm not one that's going to criticize somebody for using it. If, if that's what you think you need to do to have the most success, then by all means do it. And we've seen guys win on TV with it. We've seen college teams, you know, win doing it. And it's just, it's a part of the game again now, nowadays. And you just have to, it's something you have to adjust to. And if it means us using it in practice to prepare for, you know, what we're going to see, then that's what we'll do. Hey, and final question I've got for you: What what kind of differences uh, have you seen, Derek, in uh, you know bowling from when uh, now I was in college uh, uh, before you, but back in the in the '90s and early 2000s, when you look at the college bowling scene and the styles and players um, and just the techniques and even equipment and stuff like that, what kind of changes have you seen in our sport uh, between you know between then and then the players that you're going to be coaching uh, this coming season here? Well, the power game obviously um, has changed quite a bit in the last 20 years, almost 20 years since I've been in college. Um, but you know, they're just bigger. It's, guys are bigger, stronger. The rev rates, you know, are bigger and higher. And it's you know the lanes. Even you know when I when we were in college, you know the lanes broke down and we were we were throwing it over there. I remember when I was actually good at throwing it over the gutter cap. <laughs> and now it mm-hmm. seems like it's you know, and it didn't happen often, but it, you know, it happened often enough, but I haven't been to, it's been a while since I've been to a college tournament, but I do know the Lance, you know, and it's a lot better than what it was when we were in it. Um, I certainly look at the schedule. There's a lot of tournaments that are in two or three different bowling centers and we never had that. Um, but the style of players has changed a lot, but the bowling part of it, to me, it's still the same. You still have to work as a team. It still involves teamwork, and it doesn't. The five most. It doesn't mean the just because you have the five most. You might have the five most talented guys out there. That doesn't mean you're going to win if, unless they if they don't work together. So it's still down to teamwork and working together. And if, you know, nowadays that can mean breaking down a pair. You know, the way you want it to play, and whatever. Whatever is best for the team, that's what I'm going to hopefully instill in them. Mm. And and we had, you know, bowling as the team. I mean, we bowled together. Uh, we were crossing partners, actually, at the uh, at the Open Championships there for a couple of years. Bowled with uh, Kevin Dornberger, uh, had Ted Hannes and Bill Hoffman, uh, Sean Rash had companion teams. And actually, in, in Knoxville, this is and this is pretty unusual. Uh, but we actually had the the great fortune of both. Uh, winning an eagle there, and we both of our teams narrowly missed winning an eagle in the team event. Why don't you just talk real quick about uh, you had a, a record-breaking score uh, in the doubles, uh, if you don't mind, just kind of you know, kind of walking us back through that just real 
for a moment. Yeah, that was that was fun. Uh, shooting eight fifty seven, winning with Sean. That was his first ever ABC tournament. Back then, it was ABC tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. That was his first tournament. But I, you know, even that day, and I still to this day, without him communicating to me, you know, when the, you know, I think you should move, you know, move a little bit. I don't shoot eight fifty seven. You know, he was part of that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same thing with our team. You know, we don't finish second and third by, you know, 10 guys bowling individually ignoring each other. Mm-hmm. You know, there was communication back and forth the entire time, you know, when to, when to move, when to potentially change balls. And, you know, those are the, you know, as we all know, those are the teams and those are the people that have the most success in that environment and in the college environment. And, you know, I still give Sean credit to this day. You know, I... I don't bowl that. There's I don't bowl that score without his help. We don't finish, you know, second and third in the team events without you know ten guys, you know, being unselfish and working together. And that's one of the great skills you learn in college bowling. You know that you may not otherwise if you just grow up bowling singles competitions. No, it's not. You you have to you you have to communicate whether it whether it was a good shot, a bad shot, whether you think they need to move or not move. Every we know every shot you throw, the lanes change, and the environment, and especially in college when you've got, you know, ten guys or ten ladies on a pair, you know, and you're bowling sometimes five, six, seven games, the lanes are going to change an awful lot. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I I watch teams that never talk to each other; they just kind of went up there and bowled, and they didn't have a lot of success because they were bowling. They were trying to bowl individually, and it's that's what makes bowling so unique. Is that it's it's an individual sport still, but you have to be able to integrate the team concept into it. And that's why the best teams always come to the top. The team always come to the top. And those are the ones that always communicate. And, and Derek, then with some of the changes we're seeing this year for the open championships, I feel like that communication is going to have to be even better because there's going to be a, a whole bunch of different variables, less change in the lanes, less things you would think conceivably regarding the way things will be this year in Reno have number one, are are you going to Reno this year? And then have you given any thought to that as far as a a strategy that you guys might be uh, planning if you are in fact going? Yeah, we're going uh, later in September. Um, Yeah. The one team on a pair is going to be interesting. Um, You know, for so many years, you know, we've we've had 10 minutes of practice with 10 on the pair and you had Mm. to come up with, you know, you tried to come up with a strategy you thought would set the lanes up the best. With five on a pair, it could be easier to set it up the way you want. It could also be harder to set it up the way you want. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to take even more thinking. Uh, our team really hasn't discussed it much yet. Uh, as it gets closer, hopefully it, the tournament still uh, is contested, first of all. But as it gets closer, you know, we'll go over that. When we get there, you know, we'll probably go watch and see what their other teams are doing Uh and see, and just try to develop a plan from there. But, you know, five on a, you know, at first glance, you might say it'd be easier with only five guys to set it up the way you want, but that doesn't mean that it, that doesn't make it that way. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Derek Sapp, coach Sapp for joining us. Uh, this has been a, a fun, uh, kind of a little trip down memory lane in some aspects and, uh, but uh, a lot of exciting times in the future uh, for you and your team as you're taking on this uh, this new position and this new role with the team, and uh, and wanted to wish you all the best. And we'll look forward to checking back in 
uh, with you down the road and just seeing how everything's going for you. I appreciate it, guys, and I'll, I'll come on anytime. <laughs>